Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. There is so much happening right now in Ukraine, and it has been uh, incredibly sad to witness what is happening. And I just got a briefing uh, from a individual in the Ukraine, and I put this up on social media. Some of you may have seen this. There are pictures of combat-like uh, tanks of Russian soldiers running over innocent civilians in their cars for sport. This is what is happening in Ukraine. We are witnessing children who are now um, dying because they are being taken away from the NICU units and the hospitals. There have been children in schools that have been targeted by Russia. There was Snake Island where 13 brave Ukrainian soldiers told Russia to go blank themselves before they were all killed by a Russian ship. We are seeing Russian planes indiscriminately bombing areas of Ukraine and Kiev that are not strategic for the country just to kill innocent people. We are witnessing the decimation of Ukraine, and it is very clear that Vladimir Putin is working on a very different timeline. It's usually traditionally that Russia strategically will surround a place and and choke them off from supplies and goods so they surrender so that there's uh, not as many people that are killed, including their own soldiers. Vladimir Putin is is right now acting on an extremely different timeline. Uh, It's an unbelievably different timeline. Hillary Clinton today... um, said any Republican with a common sense should help defend Ukraine against Putin. We are wanting to defend Ukraine. You are the ones that have refused to give them the weaponry needed. You're the ones that refused when you were the Secretary of State to give them the weapons they need to fight back. We had today the former president of Ukraine on the streets holding up a weapon, choking back tears, knowing there's a very good chance he is going to die for his country because he has 300 citizens. They have declared martial law. They're taking 14, 15-year-olds up to 6-year-olds and giving them weapons. You want to know, I, I tweeted this out earlier because I think it's such an important point. Occupy Democrats, hardcore Democratic group, Occupy Democrats, tweeted out uh, in June of 2016 this tweet. And I want you to think about what I'm about to read to you. And this is the mindset of the Democratic Party. Hillary Clinton, who's on TV today. Joe Biden, who's not on TV today. And others. Occupy Democrats in 2016 said, quote, no civilian needs an AR-15 regardless of whatever mental gymnastics you do. You are a very special breed of stupid. Occupy Democrats now acting like they're wanting to stand up for the people in Ukraine tweeted out this morning. Ukraine's interior minister announced that 10,000 automatic rifles have been handed out to the civilians of Kiev as they prepare to fight tooth and nail to defend their homes against Putin's invasion. Occupied Democrats then goes on his right, retweet if you stand with the brave Ukrainian people. The same Democrats that said there's no way you're delusional, your mental gymnastics that you pull, no one needs an AR-15, is now advocating, supporting, and and being excited about 10,000 automatic weapons being handed out to people to fight Russia. There are a lot of people that are going to die And there are people while we're doing this right now that are dying and suffering. Senator Tom Cotton came out today saying Biden needs to stop pussyfooting around. His sanctions have been wholly inadequate. Ukraine doesn't have a month to wait to see if sanctions will deter Putin. It's very clear. And these sanctions are not 
going to work. And there is a there is a psychotic nature to the change in the actions of Vladimir Putin and the fact that he's allowing his military for sport now to run over innocent civilians in their tanks and their armored vehicles. Caught on camera. You can watch this. It's up on my social media platforms. Grab it. This is what happens when strong countries are weak. This is what happens when strong countries do not stand up. This is what happens when America loses the brave men that should be fighting and making sure that people can fight and stand up to people like Vladimir Putin. Joe Biden said in 2019 something that I want to play for you now because I think it's a very important for you to understand. This is Joe Biden in 2019. Folks, you hear the news. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our elections and decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object of their attention. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Mr. Putin, the American people decide their elections, not you. Chip in a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Raising money off of staying, saying he was going to stand up to Putin. I'm not going to. The, the days of tyranny and trying to intimidate are over. If I'm president, Vladimir Putin will pay. How's that working out for you? We are going to have a very long conversation today with a lot of people that are incredibly brilliant minds on Ukraine. And we have been grabbing these conversations uh, all throughout the morning afternoon with the news that's breaking. And I'm going to put them together for you now. Uh, Many of my guests are people that have fought for this country, that defend this country, that have worked in the Reagan administration, the Bush administration, members of Congress. And we are going to give all that to you right now. I bring on my friends at CPAC and one of my uh, good buddies that does what I do for a living. Steve Gruber is here. Steve, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, as uh, always. Uh, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to let you hear the ex-Ukrainian president, Poroshenko. Right. He has just said that Putin is a mad, crazy man coming to kill us all. And he also got choked up while he was on TV in the streets with 300 volunteers wanting to take up arms, knowing that the Russians are killing their friends right now and as they're, as they're destroying Uh, Kiev, a a historic city, listened to what he had to say just a moment ago and hearing the former president breaking down in the streets. Mr. President, can you tell me what you and the group you are with right now there are armed with and what your intention is if the Russians roll Uh, in the next few hours? Just my assistance here. here. This is the short Kalashnikov. We have just the, let me see, a before and low uh, on the 300 uh, uh, members of the battalion of the territorial defense. And we have uh, two machine gun and we have uh, more or less, that's it. We don't have any heavy artilleries. We don't have a tanks. We don't have an armed personal carrier because we launched this process just a couple of days ago. But and we create that for the two days. This is the long life of the people who want to enlist it in the battalion, but we don't have enough arms for that. And this is the only limit why the civil defense, the normal, ordinary people sometimes never been in the army, staying in line now to join us. You can hear there, Steve, of him literally breaking down. I mean, this is the former Absolutely. president right. of Ukraine breaking down, talking about and, and, and it's. People, I, I was talking during the break with uh, one of our, our, our good friends, Kurt, and, and I said, you know, when you go to, there's certain situations in life where you may think you're going to die. Right, absolutely. There's other situations in life where you choose to die. You look at those men on, on Snake Island that died when sure. the Russians told them yesterday, put down your guns and surrender, and they, they said back on the radio, basically, not basically, they said F you right. to Russia, and they killed them. Right, they blew absolutely. They um, you listen to Poroshenko, and the way that he is speaking, I, I think it's pretty clear he's choosing to die in the streets. For his, his country. For his country. For his country, though. And, and you can tell in his voice he knows that they're outmatched. 
I've never heard something like this in my life. That's why it's so shocking to me. Well, here's the thing. Ukraine has witnessed this before. Kiev, 1941, the Nazis came in. But for, for Ukraine, they consider themselves to be brothers of the Russians. They're not enemies of the Russians. That's why they're just, they're just dumbstruck by this. Because here comes Putin rolling in saying, well, this is ours and we're going to kill you. Kill him in the street. Snake Island, like you mentioned. And, and it's insane to these folks because they consider themselves brothers. But this is not going away. This is not every because let's go back to the World War II scenario. You know, the, the resistance in the Warsaw Ghetto, for example. Yeah. A bunch of determined people with small arms can raise hell with a big army. The Nazis never won Warsaw. They get snipped at, sniped at, snipped at. This guerrilla, will go you're on. talking about guerrilla warfare. Absolutely. And, and the Ukrainians are very capable of this. There's swamps. Uh, there are forests that people don't realize in Ukraine. Uh, this is an area that you may take over Ukraine, but it doesn't mean you're going to control it. And there's going to be, you know, Russian law and order. And, and you listen to, the, you know, Poroshenko, I, I think he understands there's two battles that are going to happen here. There's going to be a, an, instant, an initial battle. There's going to be a victory speech by Vladimir Putin that we've taken it over. Right. It doesn't mean the people there are going to stop fighting the Russian That's army. That's right. That's my point. I mean, the Nazis raised the flag over Paris and Warsaw and a, a variety of other places. That didn't mean those people gave up. Uh, they, they became a resistance. They became the underground. They became people that hid people in closets or whatever it takes. Um, I think that the the entire world, though, is, is on edge here. Here's the one thing that I, and Ben, I just have been rolling this around in my head. How is it that today there are 16 Russian warships on the Black Sea? Um, you've got Turkey, Bulgaria, Romania, all NATO allies that border the Black Sea. So does Ukraine. So does Russia. Russia owns the Black Sea today because the last NATO warship, a French ship, left a month ago. Well, what if Russia wants to go into Bulgaria today? Those, those ships carry tanks, armored military uh, personnel carriers, uh, soldiers. Munitions. M- munitions, all of it. And because who's to believe now that Putin doesn't want the whole damn thing? Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. I, I, I said this earlier, and, and this is a, a point of... of contention i see similarities in the underestimating an appeasement of putin now like all right we basically have said as a country we, we've, we've killed off um the president of ukraine this morning in my opinion because the white house has said we will continue to deal with him as long as he's the legitimate leader you as basically long as said go not. kill him right. you basically said we as soon as you exactly. take over we'll stop dealing with him so so this the man who's in charge, who is our ally in Ukraine, right? Absolutely. And I, I go back to when he, when he said that the phone call he had with, with Donald Trump was legitimate, and Joe Biden hates him. I, I really do believe that a lot of our hand, taking our hand off of Ukraine, was personal because they were, they were pissed, they were angry. How about a different scenario? How about this? You look at everything leads back to Ukraine. Yes. Whether it's Hillary Clinton... Or Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. All roads lead back to Ukraine, whether it's the dossier 
or the Biden's making money. It's been all it's of been it, a country right? talked about obsessively for the last four years. How do you get rid of all the files? How do you how do you sweep the the plate clean? Let the Russians come in, and all of a sudden the whole plate is clean. There's no records. There's no evidence. There's no anything. Hillary Clinton slides. Hunter Biden slides. You don't have to worry Joe about Biden Burisma, slides. You don't have to no, worry about nothing. Zelensky. You don't have to worry about any of them telling secrets. If you take the slate and run a missile through it and just blow the slate up, where's the evidence? You just clean up the whole damn thing by just saying, you know what, uh, we'd love to help you, but uh, we're really busy right now. We got this second piece of audio that just came in of Poroshenko. Here's more of what he had to say. This is uh, uh, extremely touchable and extremely great demonstration how uh, Ukrainian people hate Putin and how we are against the Russian aggression. This is very clear. How long... Do you think you can hold out? I think that the Putin never will uh, catch Ukraine, despite uh, no, no matter how many soldiers he has, how many missiles he has, how many nuclear weapons he has. We Ukrainian are free people with a great European future. This is definitely like that. The former president of for forever. You heard him say it. How long can you hold out? Forever. Forever. Which goes back to what you said. He's saying, look, you may be able to bomb the hell out of us. You, you may be able to do that, right? You may be able to bring in a mass amount of troops, 200,000, 300,000 troops. You may be able to control our streets. You may be able to act like you're controlling or even control our, our countries and, and, and lock us out from things. But as he's made it clear, the guerrilla warfare, may, will, he, he's saying, will never end. And that's my point. They're, they're going to fight because it's their country. And, and you knew when Putin came out and started trash-talking, frankly, Nikita Khrushchev, saying Khrushchev gave Ukraine their freedom. Never, that wasn't his place. This is, this is Bolshevik communist Russia. And, and so Putin believes that he is entitled to Ukraine, and that brings us back to the question of what else is he entitled to. In the meantime, is Ukraine going to roll over? No, the people are not, apparently. Did you see that there was this great piece of footage of this woman, elderly woman, walking up to a Russian soldier and saying, F you, right? Well, why are you in my country? F you. And there's all these arms. There's just an old lady. Why are you in my country? Why are you here? They fought hard last time. Why do you think they wouldn't fight this time? I do think the part that's the most shocking about that interview with Porchenko is the fact that we as a world, knowing that they were standing up to Russia, knowing what happened after Did nothing. crime, yeah. We did not give them the military might they needed to stand up to Russia. And anybody that understands what Russia has compared to what Ukraine had, especially after what Biden witnessed with Crimea in 2014, she said, all right, look, we got to start sending a bunch of crap to these guys right, right now. Well, because Germany sent helmets. Can, right, because right, that that's nice yes, of them. Yeah, you can hold on to your helmet right. while you're on getting Snake shot. On Snake Island, you know. Yes, they got, they got they helmets. They probably had 13 helmets over yeah, there. Yeah, 13 helmets. That yeah. worked out well. So let me ask you this, can I, just, just to turn the tables a little bit, because I talked to Gordon Chang, I talked to him fairly regularly, I'm guessing you probably do as well along the way. I said, what if the, what if the whole... Right, tell people who that is for you that Gordon don't Gordon Chang is, is a leading uh, expert on China. He has a conservative voice. He um, basically pulls back the curtain on the Chinese Communist Party on a regular basis. And so this is what's really happening. happening. All right? So he just, he's terrific. And I actually talked to him here at CPAC uh, yesterday. I said, well, Gordon, what about this? What if the pandemic, which is pretty clear, didn't just come out of a bat cave 900 miles from Wuhan and fly around the country? So let's just say, for the sake of argument, that's an intentional act. And that's punch number one. Punch number two, because China and Russia are now working together. Not friends, not allies, really, but working together. And we together. talked about this earlier. We talked about this yesterday. Russia and China, for people that don't follow international politics, they are not, in any capacity throughout history, natural allies. Ever. Ever. You, you can never find this moment right. where they're natural allies. But our foreign policy has pushed them into becoming allies which should have never happened under the Biden administration. You should realize, whatever we do with our policies... Don't put those two together. Make sure you don't align these two by default with one another because they're not natural allies, and if they team up, we're in deep blank. And that's exactly what the Biden administration 100%, has done. 100%. Right. So, so you go back. If, if you take the premise that the, um, the pandemic was intentional, uh, punch number two is Russia knew they were going to take Ukraine. And then punch number three is, you know, do they do something with Taiwan? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I mean, Taiwan, fair, fair enough, is 
uh, nothing more than a cat and mouse game. You know, China doesn't worry too much about Taiwan, and they produce a lot of semiconductors and, and computer chips and things that the, that the Chinese need as well, so they might just toy with. But you have this alignment now. But to me, the, the, another one of the big stories here that people don't seem to be spending much time on is it's a failure of foreign policy, but it's a failure of energy policy. 4% of the oil that comes into America that we pay for comes from Russia. For God's right. sake, we we're, made we're him paying rich. for it. We made him rich. Right. And, and you've got Jennifer Granholm, the failed governor of Michigan, who's you know now made it so you can't even look for oil and gas on federal lands as of, what, last week. And so we have a failed policy in energy. You've got China buying 100 million metric tons of coal from Russia. You've got Russia also sending natural gas and oil to China. So do they need the gas to go to Germany? Psst. Not if they're selling all their money, and, and because Putin already converted all of his money out of dollars anyway. He's already out of dollars, so now he's dealing with China, and they can pay the bill. Germany can, well, Germany can pay seven times, eight to ten times as much for energy. They don't care. It no. doesn't affect Russia. He's it, got $700 it, billion dollars in reserves. And, and, and he understands with the prices going up right now, he has more money now than he's ever had before. Like, he understands that. Without question. And, I mean, and, and, and this is the reason why I think Putin has gone all in. Now, I do want to ask you this. I've been, I've been floating this. Um, Steve Gerber is my, my guest with me right now. You can listen to his show, podcast. He, he does great writing as well. I feel like Vladimir Putin at this point is acting on a different timeline, destroying a historic city of Kiev the way he's doing it, instead of choking it off, which is traditional warfare for Russia. Right? You, you choke them right. off, and then... You, you basically starve them almost to death, right? And then you go in there because there's less fighting and less casualties and fewer body bags. The way that he is approaching Kiev and Ukraine right now and, and, and wanting to just basically just decimate it and own it is not traditional Russian thinking. I, I, I'm worried now that we're dealing with somebody that there's a significant X factor involved that we don't know about yet because he's clearly acting on a very different timeline, That's like a manifest destiny to take back and put back together the USSR as his legacy. Whether that means he's sick, whether that means he has some sort of medical well, issue, know, we don't know about. But this timeline possibly. is not a normal Russian timeline that we're witnessing and not a normal way they do war. Usually they choke off. They choke off Absolutely people. true. I mean, it, and it, this it, is it's 100% an uh, uh, the opposite of what Russian, and we have hundreds of years of history. That's right. And it's very accelerated, You're, which brings me back to you've got a fleet of Russian warships on the Black Sea. You've got Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. He'd like to have those back. Those are just small little pieces of real estate. Romania's right there. Bulgaria's right there. Moldova's right there. He can take it all. And, who, and, and, and here's the thing. Just however you look at this, who's going to go ahead and say, you know what, I, I want to go fight for Estonia. I want American boys and girls to go die in Estonia. Who's going to do that today? In this political climate. I think this all goes back to our Afghanistan withdrawal, and he realized that we, no weren't, even, we weren't even willing to fight for our own, that were 60 feet That's away right. from us. That's 60 right. feet away. Six, they were right there. They were 60 feet away. You're having a, 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 a conversation with them. We weren't willing to fight for the people that fought for us for 20 years, those translators and their families. We were willing to not just leave them behind, but know that their destiny was going to be death and torture and hangings. And for their and, entire and, family. And their entire family. And we left. But it wasn't just the way we left. It was the fact that when we were leaving, we were taking orders from the Taliban. And that was a moment where clearly Putin said, I am going to put back the USSR. I think that's what he thought. I'm going to put back these, these, the, the great 15 that right. they're one of 15 of. And that is my destiny. And they're not going to stop me because if they're not even willing to fight for their own guys 60 feet away, they're not going to fight in Estonia. That's right. So here's the next question, then, because the wild card to me on the table, one of them, I mean, it's several wild cards, because when you're playing this, this kind of intense back and forth, one mistake, and the country most likely to make that mistake today, I believe, is, is Turkey. It, I oh, believe okay, I can Erdogan. See yeah. Erdogan's, I mean, he's an egomaniac, too, right? right I mean, let's, so, let's so be let's, honest. So let's, let's 99.9% of the people listening right now not been paying attention to Turkey. So explain why you say that so they understand the context. Well, Turkey has been uh, migrating away, running away from Western values, if you will, for the last 10 years anyhow since Erdogan became president of Turkey. Uh, Turkey sits on the, the south side of the Black Sea, uh, right up against Russia. So they're right there. They're a member of NATO, which means they're an Article 5 country. 
Erdogan is a, an egomaniac who has scaled back all sorts of rights of his citizens and taken power for himself, not unlike what you've seen you know, in a variety of other places that are run by dictators. He's borderline dictator, I think that's fair to say. And he's right there, and he's trigger-happy, and he does have good equipment. He's got American equipment and British equipment and, and, and equipment made you know, all over the world that is the best when it comes to fighter jets and military equipment. He can fight. Can he stand up to, to, to Russia? I don't know about that. But he will if the chips get down. And so there's the thing. You end up with an Article 5 situation, which is an assault against one, is assault against all. We all understand that. But I think you're, you're on to something, Ben. I agree with you as far as, you know, they stood there and watched how pathetic our, our exit from Afghanistan was. And, and, and let's just be clear about where we are. Joe Biden was never a smart individual. Never. He Never. Was, he was a, in fact, he, and I, I want to put this in historical context because so I don't want to get a phone call from the Secret Service. Right, okay? right. I'm going to be very careful how right, I describe this. The, you, when you had a hit list from Osama bin Laden, and this was back when he was dealing with Biden. Right. As the vice president. That's right. And the president was Obama. He said to the entire al-Qaeda network, do not... Kill. Don't touch this one. Joe Biden, because Joe Biden very well may give us, because of his incompetency, opportunities. They also said on this again, I'm quoting very carefully. Understood. At the time, and this is from what we found in his compound, after we took out Osama bin Laden, his own writings, and we found these notes that he had given to people, where he also said, I'm okay with you taking out Obama. Because it would give us Biden, and Biden will screw it up. Biden is incompetent. Biden is a gift to us. And, and, and if you think about even so a guy Osama who's a, bin Laden and he, Barack Obama never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to blank it up. Both of those leaders agreed. Osama bin Laden understood the incompetency of Joe Biden. He's a useful idiot. He's a useful idiot, and so did his own the own the president of the United States of America. I, that, that quote, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to blanket up. Right. That was said by his boss, Barack Obama. That's right. And they said, don't touch that one. He can help us. There's, there's no. So what I go back to, he was never bright. I mean, you go back to him plagiarizing as a student in, in Syracuse. Not the time that he went over to help out Golda Meir. You know, when he was obviously helping out with the Six-Day War as a college kid, you know, when she called him over, which, sure, where do these stories come from? I mean, out of the brains of Joe Biden. Oh, I yeah. was called as a college kid to come negotiate the Six-Day War. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure you were. You were. Yeah. At any rate, the point being is now you've got a guy who was never bright, never talented, never did anything important in his life, who is completely diminished now in his capacity, now the weakest leader. I think this guy makes Jimmy Carter look like a superstar. James Buchanan look like a superstar. When you look at weak presidents in American history, Joe Biden is by far the weakest at maybe Jim, the most critical you know, time. Jimmy Carter was weak, but he wasn't incapacitated. No, he tried to go get the hostages. It didn't work, but at least he tried to you know fight back. He wasn't incompetent completely. Joe Biden is completely incompetent. And, and, and you go back, my God, you look at other presidents like John Kennedy. John Kennedy, if he were here today, he'd look at his party and go, who are these people? Yeah. He'd say, who the hell are John Kennedy fought for his country. His brother Joe died in the war. I mean, Joe was supposed to be president. That was the game plan. And then he died and John was pushed ahead. You know all this, of course. But the fact of the matter is Joe Biden was a useful sidecar that would vote for people. Yeah. And vote for their policies and, and give them handouts. He, to be president of the United States, that's why he had 1%. That's Every why. other time you ever ran for president, it's unbelievable. But, but more scary than that, Kamala Harris is one very, very faint heartbeat away from having the job herself, which I think could be even worse. Even worse. Steve Gruber, where can people find you? SteveGruber.com is a good place to start. SteveGruber.com. I'm on um, America's Voice News twice a day from 6 in the morning till 8 and 1 to 3 in the afternoon. The brand new podcast. The Sweat Lodge, if that offends you, so it is. The Sweat Lodge, uh, now in production. So there you go. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. 
Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Look, you and, had, and, and let me at least introduce you. No, first, right, Kurt? You, you've got this. Everybody knows I'm Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at Town Hall, retired United States Army Colonel, and the author of the forthcoming book. We'll be back. I, I, I go back to, <laughs> I, I go back to what I was saying to you a moment ago. You're seeing what and witnessing what's happened in Ukraine. Yes. Give me your overall viewpoint. We have a president right now that is clearly not doing anything to stop them. We have a White House that's actually undermined, saying that they'll keep working with Zelensky as long as he's the legitimate leader oh, in Ukraine. That just came did, out. Did it, really? That's what they said. Look, it, they said they, as long as I want to make sure that I'm very clear about this. I, in the last segment, it, it came out. The White House said on the record on the world stage, because it's no longer national TV, it's international. Putin watched this. We will continue to work with Zelensky as long as he's the legitimate you just killed him. We, uh, we, you we, just killed him. We, I'm we, not over-exaggerating. No, no. Uh, we will continue to work with Charles de Gaulle until the Vichy government, you know, really takes charge. Right. I, 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 I'm staggered. And for people that are young, that would be in Paris, but continue. I am uh, staggered. It, it is if they con- uh, convened a council of renowned morons to come up with the worst possible courses of action and then said, yeah, these are bad, but you can do worse. Go back. Bring me worse ideas. I mean, I, 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 this is insane. Minor incursion. Yeah. Uh, it, legitimate. We, 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 we we're okay as long as it's a minor incursion. Now, if it's a major incursion, you're screwed. But if it's a minor incursion, well, minor we're okay with incursion. It. I, <laughs> I, I, what, what do you say about people who are so ignorant of history? What do you say about people who are so strategically inept? Uh, I. I, I'm, I'm staggered. You know, you served your country. You do know, and and we were, you know, joking earlier, but you know military. You're, you're a former colonel. You understand if you're in the military right now and you're witnessing this, I think everybody genuinely understands, and, and we have a fatigue in this country for war. Yes. We do. No, we do. I but agree. you also have a superpower, and somebody criticized me yesterday because I said that Russia is a superpower. Tell me why they're not. Well, it's China and Russia, but 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 I'm talking about when I say superpower, I'm talking about militarily threat to the world, and and Vladimir Putin threatened us, NATO, and the entire world, and anyone that steps in, and whatever they want to do right now in Ukraine and possibly beyond with nuclear, a nuclear attack. They've got eight thousand nuclear weapons. They have the most nuclear weapons uh, uh, in active service of any. So so if you have eight thousand from a, a military standpoint, I'm talking about destruction of the world. In yeah. my opinion, he, they are a superpower. No, they, they, they are, and we should treat them that way. They are not a conventional superpower anymore. Um, the forces that they've used uh, have, have been performing not quite as well as I expected, frankly. Uh, but they, they, they still seem to be but performing I think he, adequately. Here's the thing about Russia, and, and you, again, you may disagree with me. What this seems to be is almost like Gulf War 2.0 in a weird way. Soften them up, have the people leave. And let's make sure that the Russian people don't see Russian soldier body bags coming back. It's almost like they're trying to go in in a way that is like, we'll just beat them down. Yeah. And, and make sure we don't have body bags. Because if we do, that can inspire people to stand up and fight against us. I mean, you heard about the soldiers yesterday. They blew off the uh, off that island they yes. were defending. And, and they said, put down your weapons. And I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is not a joke. This is real. It's been verified. Yeah. You had, I think it was 12, 13, 13. 13 guys on this small Basically, yeah. lighthouse Snake island. island. Snake Island. It's like, imagine like a, a, a lighthouse. Yeah. 
And the Russians came on them, which is, you didn't need it. Why would this happen? And this is just shows you Russia right now and their mentality. And they told them, put down your arms, we're going to kill you. And the radio transmission back was basically F, literally F you. Yes. And then they killed them. Look, I, I've worked with Ukrainians. I deployed with a, uh, a part of multinational brigade east in uh, Kosovo, was a Polish-Ukrainian battalion. I went to Ukraine four times to train Ukrainians. And um, they are tough dudes. And they are, uh, they are not afraid of hardship. Okay, they, they have that kind of uh, Eastern European attitude where, well, we're all going to die, but I'm going to hurt you first. Um, they, they, I, I, look, their formations are going to be smashed by the Russian advance. That's what the Russian armor is supposed to do. They'll go into disarray, and then the guerrilla stuff will start. Remember, Stalin had to fight for 10 years after retaking Ukraine until 1955 against anti-communist guerrillas. 10 years going to bring in Bobby Charles. He's uh, a good friend of mine. We were having dinner last night. He is a uh, former undersecretary under Colin Powell, uh, a man that served in the Reagan and Bush White House. I also have my good friend Kurt across from me as well. Uh, I'm gonna, I, your, your, your last name, if we could just change it, make my life a lot easier. Schlichter. Schlichter. It's just hard. I don't, it's just Schlichter. It's, it looks weird. You've it's spelled asked me weird. how to pronounce it like 900 times. times. It'll never end. I'm sorry. Uh, Kurt's here as well. I want to go, Bobby, to you real quick. Kiev mayor has just issued a dire warning and an update that the Russian troops are closing in and they are bombing the hell out of uh, Kiev right now. And they are coming. We're seeing the videos coming in right now. uh, And they're now saying that the bodies are also um, adding up. People are dying. There There are shots being fired in the street. There is close combat from what we understand here. This is not the way that traditionally, and I think both of you would agree, and I'll go to Bobby, you first, that that Russia would normally fight this, which is that X factor now is it's almost like Vladimir Putin's operating on a different timeline than what you would be doing if you were playing the long game here or wanting to take over Ukraine in a semi-orderly fashion. This is a full-out, like, war, and he's okay with killing and massacring a lot of people. Yeah, this is a very disturbing uh, moment, both in modern history and in and for Europe. Uh, this is already the largest conflict since World War II um, in terms of this particular engagement. As you just pointed out, if the purpose it was to bring a stable Ukraine into the orbit of a uh, former superpower, uh, Russia, and, and kind of along the lines of the messianistic, kind of uh, historically tied you know, warm water port and all that, you wouldn't destroy one of the oldest cities on the planet. Um, it, it's a strange turn. It doesn't make sense to destroy a city, and that's the part yeah, so we were all talking about during the break here is this is a historic city. It is. So just for what it's worth, people don't know. Now they're respelling Kiev in a different way, but people don't know how historic and significant Kiev is. If you go back to the history of mankind and the history of Christianity, or just Google, for example, Mussorgsky's very very famous composer like Tchaikovsky, another Russian composer, uh, if you if you if you if you Google his uh, pictures at an exhibition, one of the most poignant makes people cry. One of the most powerful powerful pieces of music uh, involves the bells of Kiev. Uh, why? Because Kiev was the in some ways the gates to Christianity in the north. Uh, out of Jerusalem. So you're, you're seeing someone who claims that he's defending the Russian people, but the people's heritage, the broader uh, imperial heritage, really involves, uh, it does involve Ukraine, uh, elements of Ukraine, and certainly Kiev, in the sense that it, it's a respected city, and, and it's, a very, uh, it's a very historic city. And now they, I mean, I, I just read reports this morning earlier that there are a couple of hundred dead, and that you have... And Ukrainian that, that, President Zelensky is now confirmed, and this was as an hour ago, so the number I'm sure is much higher now. 137 Ukrainians have been confirmed killed, more than 300 wounded on day one. They are saying now that number is rising. Uh, And this at the same time, while Putin said he's, quote, prepared to negotiate with Ukrainian officials. And and I mentioned this during the break. Something else that just came out is we just basically killed Zelensky as a country by saying we'll keep working with Zelensky as long as he's the legitimate leader of Ukraine. Ugh. He's done. Yeah, I think the problem. He, I mean, he's. Done, it, I, 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 I'm, I'm animated and I'm mad, Bobby. And you've seen this for a long yep. time. So, <laughs> you, you worked with Reagan Bush. I can't imagine that statement coming out from any other president's White House saying, "We'll work with our ally until you guys can, kill him." Can you imagine George Shultz uttering that kind of uh, uh, nonsense? It, it, it's. It, 
we have an essential— You never say that. You we never have an, say that. We have an ahistorical, essentially unserious administration. You know, the Reagan guys, that was full of guys who, who fought in the Pacific in World War II, like Absolutely. George Holtz. Uh, guys, Bill, Bill Casey. Bill Casey, uh, OSS. Uh, I mean, uh, I, yeah. Jim Baker was a Marine, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these were serious men with a serious background. you got Colin Powell, yes. and I, 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 I've got some issues with his politics. I don't have any issues with him as a military leader. That's right. Um, uh, and I... I I was there in Desert Storm 31 years ago. Yep. I remember we're going to cut him off and we're going to kill him. Yep. Okay. This and, and what do we have now? Jen Psaki, Tony Blinken, General yeah. Austin, who's never won a war. Well, just look at Tony Blinken. Where did he come from? No one yeah, knew well, that guy. Yeah, he no, wasn't listen, on, so he I, was on I went, any list. Yeah, so I went to law school with Tony. I know Tony very well. And the sad part about it is that it's almost what you're describing is sort of a the triumph of politics and amateurism. Instead of having the people, we always thought if you, if you ran a company or if you ran a, a bureau or a department or you ran a division, right. you want the best possible field commanders you can have. Yes. You want, if, if somebody knows more than me, I am very happy that they know more than me because Absolutely. I'm going to put them in charge of whatever it is they know a lot about and I don't. This administration is the exact reverse. From the top, from the very top to the bottom, you have a combination of incompetence, arrogance, and ignorance. And the result is you get things like Afghanistan and the disaster there. What I'm, what I'm really, I'm concerned that what this administration keeps doing, and it's happening with Ukraine and Russia and China, is that they're, it's like it's like they're on time delay, and they play the game after three moves have been made by the opponent, and then they decide they're going to do something. This is it, it's an incompetent way to manage any conflict. And the concern right now is what you're seeing is the op tempo. In my view, if yeah. just just people can just look online right now, and there's plenty in the public space. The op tempo of what's happening is happening at like the rate of speed of what happened in 1938 when Hitler goes into the Sudetenland, everybody backs off, they do minimal things, they claim this is just it, and the next thing you know, another country falls, and then another country falls. What happens? I, I am fully convinced at this point that this, and I say it, it, it because I, I believe it, I think that Vladimir Putin is, is operating off a different timeline, a different watch, uh, a different set of metrics than the rest of the world is right now, and this is abnormal for him. Yeah. He has always played the waiting game well. He has always played the, the, the hit-pause game well. And, and, you know, even Putin just came out 30 minutes ago and said he's, quote, prepared to negotiate with Ukrainian officials as he's murdering innocent people and bombing he, the hell out of, right. uh, he, out of the, the capital, a historic city. This, he, this is not he, rational behavior. It well, reminds I, me I, so much in history of a guy by the name of Adolf Hitler. Well, look, I, I, I'm not sure it's irrational because he seems to be getting everything he wants. He's inside our decision loop. Yes, he is. I mean, I mean, way inside. I don't even think we have a decision cycle, frankly. Well, you know, the sad, yeah, go ahead. You, yeah. you, you look at this, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just a simple war college grad. I'm just some colonel, and I'm looking at this, and, and I'm staggered. At the, at the absolute incompetence. Now, I went and I trained Ukrainians four times. Uh, they are very tough little guys. Mm -hmm. uh, they do not think like we do. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, Putin might be biting off more than he can chew if he devastates Ukraine, uh, Kiev, and tries to take it. You remember Grozny. You remember Stalingrad. I do. These are guys who... Uh, I don't, especially if you get the rural ones, are not going to back off an inch. You know, I, to, to validate you even more on that, you know, people had said to me a few weeks ago, do you think an insurgency would rise up? And I said, as long as they're not, you know, destroying the whole country, no. <coughs> but Very minimal. But this is not, because this is not Afghanistan. But this is very different. What you're describing, I, I think, is absolutely right. I think you have a, a situation here where you could see the blood feud created here that lasts 100 years and you, oh. it's going to be bad john Kerry, member of our government says you should be concerned about climate change and that is the number one issue right now that vladimir putin is understand that what he's doing right now is a problem with climate well allow change. me to say if i can ben that uh, bobby charles the voice you're hearing right yeah, now kurt Slichter, Slichter, whatever, however it works. Allow me He's to gonna say, kill me. Allow There's me also to, the other voice to so say hello to people, and, and your, your microphone's falling over again. Yeah, for absolute sure, uh, Putin is changing the climate in Kiev and, uh, and the climate all over Ukraine. Yes. So point being, I, I'm, I'm being mildly facetious here. He's destroying 
uh, the better part of a very ancient uh, uh, country's culture. So let's yeah, let's worry a little more about the climate that's being changed by uh, major artillery and and tanks, and, and not worry about whether or not you know the sun is going to shine tomorrow. I'm the the problem this. is we have an essentially unserious government. Right yeah, you're right. All right, and, I wanna, and that I wanna, includes I, the Pentagon, unfortunately. I want to play you this yep. audio from Kerry that has now gone viral. All right, listen to this. I want to get your reaction. I'm very concerned about. I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine and because of the principles that are at risk uh, in terms of international law and trying to change boundaries of international law by force. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity, and I hope diplomacy will win. But massive uh, emissions consequences to the war, but equally importantly, you're going to lose people's focus. You're going to lose certainly big country attention because they will be diverted and and uh, i think it could have a damaging impact so you know i think hopefully president putin would realize that in the northern part of his country they used to live on 66 percent of a nation that was over frozen land now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk and the people of russia are at risk and so i hope president putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. You know, for the climate. Yeah, this is not a spoof. This is not this is embarrassing. Life. This is a leader in the United States of America oh, speaking on behalf of the administration, doing an interview that Vladimir Putin, and he's wanting to tell Putin, hey, you need to think about the climate because you got a bunch of water that could, or ice that could turn to water. Well, it, let, let, and, and I can't even believe I'm having this conversation, but I will say this and we'll move on. If this is true, Okay, and he has to worry about the ice melting and his people being flooded out. All the more reason to take Ukraine because you need more land to put those people. I, I just, I, I listen to this unserious, frankly childish nonsense. This bizarre pagan climate religion. The, this is from like the Greta Thunberg running the world from Mr. Hines, and I, 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 I don't know what to say. There are people dying right now, and this clown is catering to the bizarre pagan notions of Marin County and and the faculty lounge. But we're, we're, this is an Alex, this I'm is the part staggered. that scares me. This isn't an Alex Jones of the uh, of the of the, the left. Yeah. This is a this is a former nominee. Yes. For the Democratic Party, a guy that almost won the White House Thank and a God guy that has a that. very serious job in this administration. So the truth is that, you know, life is not a Saturday night live skit. Um, it, it has life and death consequences, and whether or not you know the Russian tanks run on ethanol is really not important. The, the the point that we need to understand is that this is an historic inflection point. M many times in history, you look back and you say, "Gosh, I really didn't realize that was the wave on which the tide turned. I just thought it was another wave." And at this moment, I mean, my greatest concern it, it dis it's very disturbing to see disunity among those allies that have always represented Western values, to see a sense of almost like passivity toward something that is clearly getting out of control. This is like the Magnus effect when a missile spins out of control. This is, this is spinning toward out of control. And, th and you have to have rational leadership step up. Where's the Ronald Reagan? Where's the, where's the, the Theodore Roosevelt? Where's the George Herbert Walker Bush or the Colin Powell in our no, world? I, I wish we had a Helmut Schultz. Well, well where, we, sure, we do Schultz. have Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has just gotten off TV. Yeah, which, which side is she on? On MSNBC. I want you to listen to what she just said. Oh, God. Uh, we are not enemies. All right, joining us now, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's very good to have you joining us this morning during this difficult time. Um, I first want to ask you what you think of President Biden's response so far in terms of getting collaboration from our allies, as well as messaging the strategy to the nation. Well, Mika, I think that it has been um, well uh, executed. Uh, there is no doubt that we were not in a position just a few years ago to rally anybody. And now with uh, President Biden rallying uh, NATO, rallying uh, not only Western Europe and Eastern Europe, but far beyond those borders, to understand the very real threat that Vladimir Putin poses, uh, and then to begin imposing sanctions that will ratchet up. Uh, and I think that is exactly what he should be doing. <clears throat> There so, it is. Hillary uh, Clinton now. And you can even hear from Merca there on MSNBC. I'm not even sure she could believe 
the response from Hillary Clinton praising Joe Biden for his response to Ukraine, saying it, and I, I, exact quote, you may have missed this, it has been well executed. Yeah. Uh, all I can tell that's you is... That's just not, that's delusional. Yeah, if, I, if I could just close out my little segment of this, it, just by saying that sometimes history is, is the greatest uh, guide to what the future is. It doesn't ever repeat itself perfectly, but I, I'm reminded of, um, of um, Burke, uh, and his famous statement that all it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. And this administration is the living embodiment in Afghanistan, uh, all over the world in response to China, uh, and now with Ukraine, of essentially not only bungling things, but uh, making fundamentally wrong decisions and non-decisions that have dramatic, consequential life and death impact. And, and the problem is, if you had had genuine leadership, Putin would never have done this. He would have backed away. He would have understood that our lines that we draw in the sand are real, uh, and and we're not doing that. We're, we, we see it's it's just almost like uh, you know there, there's an old phrase of strength upon strength builds strength. Well, this is like weakness upon weakness creates weakness, and and it's inviting all of our bad guys. Look, the next thing that's going to happen, and I'm sorry to say it, is as Putin distracts the world and goes forward and. Uh, maybe goes beyond Ukraine, looks at other parts of his periphery and becomes much more aggressive in Georgia and other parts of his periphery. You know, uh, China's also going to look straight on at this and say, this is our moment. Let's get the Sakhalin Island. Let's get the Spratleys. Let's get Taiwan. So (coughs) I'll just leave you with this, Ben. It's a consequential moment. Leaders are both born and and, and non-leaders are destroyed in consequential moments. And we need to have leadership at the federal level, at the state level. Every candidate out there, we're at CPAC today, you see a lot of these young candidates who are determined basically to say, pedal to the metal and we got we got to get back to being America. I pray and hope that a lot of them are, are winners. I, I want to break one more piece of news before you yeah, walk away. Yeah, yeah. And I need you for 90 more seconds. Yeah. Uh, former President of Ukraine, Poroshenko, was yeah. seen on the street, streets moments ago um, grabbing a, a Kalashnikov rifle alongside civilians wow. because the fighting has gotten so bad. They got a microphone in front of him. There are bombs going off, and you can hear gunfire. This is what he said moments ago. Mr. President, can you tell me what you and the group you're with right now there are armed with and what your intention is if the Russians roll uh, in this the is next very few hours? Just my assistants here, here. This is the short Kalashnikov. We have just, uh, let me see, a before and low uh, on the 300 uh, uh, members of the Battalion of the Territorial Defense. And we have uh, two machine guns. And we have uh, more or less, that's it. We don't have any heavy artilleries. We don't have tanks. We don't have an armed personal carrier because we launched this process just a couple of days ago. But, and we create that for the two days. This is the long life of the people who want to enlist it in the battalion, but we don't have enough arms for that. And this is the only limit why the civil defense, the normal, ordinary people sometimes never been in the army, staying in line now to join us. Wow. You can hear he's breaking down his yeah, voice. Yeah. You can hear that there. He's saying there are people lining up. We don't have enough arms. We have four machine guns. We have, he holds up his, his rifle, his Kalashnikov rifle. This is not enough to fight Russia. They're going to be massacred. And this yeah. is the former president of Ukraine, uh, Pershinko, out in the streets with these other men and women because they are under attack by Russia. So let me just leave you with one last thought, and, it, and it's this. We often thought, and having, and all of us here were part of what we thought was the end of the Soviet Union. Yep. Uh, we watched Reagan and Bush and others uh, dis- disaggregate what, what had been the Soviet communist state. But you have to remember that Putin is a carryover from that state. He is a former KGB agent who was clearly uh, bought into that entire philosophy. This is Hungary 1956. This is Czechoslovakia 1967. This is the way that the Ukrainians are responding. To, this is Poland 1980-82. This is, the way that the Ukrainians are responding to this, rightly, is that this is like a Soviet-style overrun of a contiguous country that was sovereign. And I, I will just say that it's, it has tremendous dangerous downstream effects on what will happen throughout the rest of Europe. Um, Europe is very, unfortunately, people have warned about this for a long time, but they are heavily dependent on the oil. They get 40%, uh, 30% of their oil from Russia. They get 40% of their natural gas from Russia. It's a dangerous moment, and, and frankly, what you need is a clear clarion voice from the United States leading a, a global alliance to say, this must stop, or you'll be isolated from the financial system, etc. 
Uh, we also need to obviously buck up all of our NATO allies because they're going to be worried. Every one of them is worried. Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, all the Western, even the Western allies are worried. Uh, Russia, Russia has only two things, um, oil and uh, a military. And uh, that's a dangerous uh, combination. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Uh, Kurt, you were retired Army Infantry Colonel. You were in charge of troops, 7,000 to, in the context of nothing. Sounds like it's a lot of people. I want to make that clear. But you're a military guy. 7,000 troops going to Germany is nothing. Uh, it, it really is. I was a uh, deputy uh, brigade commander, acting brigade commander of infantry brigade combat team. Uh, we had about 5,000. Uh, 7,000 sounds like a brigade. If it's army, it sounds like a brigade plus some supporters. But here, here's the thing, Ben. You, you don't just send guys, right? You send, uh, you send formations. Formations have all the capabilities. They have the broad spectrum uh, battlefield operating systems because we it's just not guys with rifles or even guys in tanks. You have integrated artillery. You have integrated electronic warfare, cyber. You have all sorts of supporting elements. Uh, you know, our tooth-to-tail ratio, that is the, the guys supporting the guys actually fighting, is pretty high. You have several people for everyone who's actually carrying a rifle. So when they say 7,000 people, I, I mean, in La, when I was in the Los Angeles riots, in 1992, uh, we had about 20,000 soldiers on the street. In the riots, 20,000. Yes, the Los Angeles riots, right. we had 20,000 on the street, and we killed one guy. I mean, and, and this is, you know, are we, we're supposed to enforce Article 5 of NATO, which uh, says, you know, you, you attack a member state, and Ukraine is borders member states, so is Belarus, and Russia does too. Um it's just not serious. I mean, when I was in Germany at the end of the Cold War, we had two armored corps. We had 500,000 service members over there. It was a, a, a mighty force. We don't have anything like that now. Uh, I, I want to go back to history because I think we should wrap with history. And I'm going to ask you, uh, I want to make it clear, there, there's a lot of parallels that will not line up. But, but the mindset that when Adolf Hitler was in charge in Germany World War II... There were a lot of people early on, they're like, all right, well, if he just takes X and stops, we can live with that. Yes. We are witnessing the same exact mentality this time at the beginning stages of whatever this turns out to be, which is, all right, well, if Putin just takes Ukraine and that's it and doesn't mess with any other country and doesn't go and mess with the NATO nation, uh, 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 we've accepted it. Have we not? Like, it's clear Biden's accepted it, even saying that the president of the Ukraine, the White House's position is as long as he's, quote, the legitimate leader of Ukraine, those are their words, we will continue to work with him. You've killed him off. He's oh, done. He's done. He's done. Uh, these guys are sending messages that, hey, we're just stop. And if you have to overthrow the government, install a puppet government, that's fine. We can live with that. And in fact, they can live with it. And they're going to live with it. They've already decided. They've already decided. They just want In to other make words, th- Ukraine is a sacrificial lamb. Ukraine is gone. 
And and you just say, hey, Putin, stop there and we'll be cool. Yeah. Will he stop there? Remember, it is markedly different to cross into a uh, NATO state. Is it? It is. No, in because theory. They, hold on. In theory, well, in it's the, supposed to be. Uh, but is it? I mean, I mean, you, how yeah, well, many countries I, do you really think would go in and, and, and defend? That's a great question. A NATO state right now. That, that's a great question. Estonia, Latvia, uh, Lithuania, Lithuania are, are the, the key ones. I don't think he's going to invade Romania. That's ethnically different. Hungary's ethnically different. Poland, Poles are tough, and I'm not sure he wants to bite that off. But um, the uh, uh, the Baltic states, uh, he, Anything who knows? where the people there understand Russia or speak Russian. Or were part of Russia. Or were part of Russia. The USSR is what he clearly wants his, wants his hands on. Uh, he, will be, he will be looking at those and, uh, you know, would I put it past him? And, and would America go to war against a nuclear power over Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania? We'll see. We, we pledged to. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to mean anything right now. Well, the British are putting uh, armored forces into uh, the Baltic states right now. So uh, we, ha- we have some forces there, but uh, I guess it's a tripwire. But we have to see what's going to happen. All right, I want to thank all of our guests that have uh, spent time with us here at CPAC. Please make sure that you auto-download or subscribe to the show. Uh, please make sure that you tell your family and friends about the show and share it uh, on social media. And I will see you back here again tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. To get your solar generator now, you'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben.